what up what up what up welcome back to the scorecard the boxing scorecard the special prediction show for the biggest match in uh quite a few years big welterweight showdown within the two top first ballot hall of fame welterweights in terrence bud crawford and earl spence jr um, all right, let's get right into it. I'll give you the, the prediction, my official prediction, and then we'll get the breakdown. So, my official prediction for this match is unanimous decision by Earl Spence Jr. Shout out to my boy Mike Carter, number one Bud Crawford fan. I apologize. I, I don't even like saying that myself. I'm going for both guys. I don't. I like both guys equally, so I'm not going for, for either guy. Um, but we'll give you my uh, my official breakdown. So let's 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 rewind this the past couple of years. So I said from the beginning, I was picking Earl Spence years ago for the simple fact that when this when you got two two boxers that are equal in skill level, usually the person that's just bigger is you know that's the reason why there's weight classes right you can have the same skill level but if someone's just bigger than you that's the advantage that they have their their punches are going to have more an effect on you and and you know their punches are not going to have as much effect on you and your punches are going to have more of an effect on them um that's what the advantage if, if you're the skill level is the same but you're the bigger person so that's why i was saying you know uh, um I was picking Earl Spence because Crawford started started out at a lower level. Where did Terrence Crawford start at? Well, we know Spence started out his first match was he started. Spence has been at welterweight this whole time, his whole career. He's been at welterweight this whole career, and Terrence Crawford. Let's check to see where he started at. Terrence Crawford started at a hundred and thirty-eight pounds, so just under. Um, the weight class right underneath at 140. I thought it was 135, but it was actually 140. So one weight class underneath, but in, in the smaller weight classes, that, that is a big difference. Those couple pounds make a diff, big difference in, in the smaller weight classes. Both guys coming up had have highlight knockouts on their on their records. Terrence Crawford, 39 wins, 30, uh, 30 knockouts. Earl Spence Jr., 28 wins. How many knockouts does he have? 22 knockouts. So both these guys have um, highlight knockout reels on their resumes. Um, you can say that Earl Spence, um, Earl Spence has a slightly better resume at at at, uh, at welterweight from the guys that he fought. Um, Terrence Crawford has looked, but then again, this is where things even out. Earl Spence has been welterweight this whole time. Looked very good. Crawford only had a couple fights at welterweight, but he's done some things that Earl Spence has, has never done, like stopping Sean Porter. Nobody has, has stopped Sean Porter. And I don't care if it was at the end of his career. Like, Sean Porter didn't just give up. His corner threw, his, his dad threw in a towel. Sean Porter would have continued fighting, you know, if, if his corner didn't throw in the towel. He got dropped. He still could have continued, but just... You know, we all know Terrence Crawford is, is, is a killer, so it probably wouldn't have been good for him. But he was, you know, Terrence Crawford is the first person to stop Sean Porter. 
um, coming up from a smaller weight class. So the only person, and Sean Porter, even as an amateur, was heavier than that. Um, so this goes to show you the level that Terrence is on. What else we got? What else we got? There was some, oh, yeah, my bad. That's why I was going, going with it. A couple of years ago, so that's why I was going with Earl Spence Jr., just because he's simply bigger. The skill level was the same, but he's simply bigger. The other reason why I was going with Earl is because I've seen, we've all seen Terrence Crawford get hurt by smaller guys. As I see the highlights of the, of the Gamboa fight here. When he fought Uriorcus Uridonis Gamboa, um, when Gamboa was still good, that was a close fight. And Terrence Crawford, that fight right there was the most hurt that Terrence Crawford has been in his whole career. Now, of course, people are going to say, well, look what happened after that. He went out and stopped him. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. But my whole, my whole point of saying that is that Crawford got hurt by a guy that was much smaller than him. And, and that was, yeah, let's double check that because that was definitely not at 147 and, and, um, and Gamboa moved up. I'm pretty sure for that fight as I look it up real quick. Where are we at? Where are we at? Yeah, Gamboa moved up for that fight. He was at, yeah, 135. How much did Gamboa wait for that? Anyways, Gamboa started his career 124 pounds. <laughs> okay, so skill level, again, this is the skill level was there. That's how he hurt. That's how he hurt uh, um, Crawford. The skill level was definitely there, but the power was not. And so that's what kind of concerned me. You know, Terrence Crawford got hurt by a guy that started at 125 pounds. So that's what I was like, you know, Spence is going to get him. He's just bigger. That's, you know, the, the naturally bigger guy is going to get the naturally smaller guy. And the skills are the same. However, a couple of months ago, I heard something that made me change my mind about that. Listening to Derek James, Earl Spence's coach, who I believe is the number one coach in the sport of boxing today. Um, he was talking about the Ugas fight um, when when Spence fought Ugas and when Ugas punched out Spence's mouthpiece. Spence said he lost his focus for a second because he, he thought his, his, uh, his teeth fell out. So he kind of stopped and turned because he's out of embarrassment, not because he was hurt, but out of embarrassment in the middle of the fight. The guy's standing like this close to him and he just stopped and turned, and Ugas took advantage of it and hit him and almost dropped him. Um, so Derek James said that, yeah, you know, Spence lost his focus in that for that quick second, and that that kind of raised a red flag with me because I said to myself, like, homie, you cannot be losing your you lose your focus against Terrence Crawford, it's gonna be lights out. And so that kind of changed my mind over to to, to Terrence Crawford, back to Ter to. to to picking Terrence Crawford to win this fight. So a while I was, for a while, I was like, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Terrence. But then again, <laughs> doing all this analyzing, you know, uh, the past couple of weeks, every day I put on um, another one of their fights. As I'm training the boxers in the gym, I got one of the fights on the, on the, on the projector over here. And um, the reason why I'm going back to Earl Spence is, is the style of fighting. You know, they say styles make fights. Again, the skill level, 
even if you want to say Terrence Crawford's skill level is just slightly higher because he he can he can go southpaw too. With that being said, most most professional fighters can fight in both stances, but no one really has the confidence to fight at the highest level in both stances. Terrence Crawford, by far, there's no question. Terrence Crawford is the number one switch hitter in boxing, meaning he can stand in both stances, orthodox and southpaw, and be just as effective in both stances. There's nobody in the sport of boxing that does it better than Terrence Crawford at the highest level. Again, most boxers, if you've been boxing for a while, most boxers can stand in both stances, but not too many, again, have the confidence to go into that other stance at the highest level when when it really counts. Terrence Crawford is number one at that. So, again, be very interested to see what stance he, uh, he prefers against uh, Earl Spence. There's been times where Terrence Crawford came out in an orthodox stance in a 12-round fight, and just randomly in the, in the third round, he'll switch to southpaw and just stayed southpaw the rest of the fight. So, you don't know who was it. I think um, there was a, some boxer, you know, all these, everyone's doing interviews uh, with their predictions leading up to this fight. And um, one boxer said that Earl Spence had to, has to prepare for two fighters. Chris Algieri, I think it was. Earl, he said Earl Spence has to prepare for two fighters because not only does Terrence Crawford switch hits, like um, fights from both stances, but he fights differently from both those stances. He fights differently from both those stances. When he fight, when he's fighting orthodox, he's more trying to outbox you, which he does exceptionally well. When he, yeah, the fix. <laughs> when he goes to southpaw, when he goes to southpaw, he's looking, he's going for the kill. When Terrence Crawford turns to southpaw, he's looking to stop you, to hurt you and stop you. So it's going to be very interesting to see what stance Crawford comes out to. Um, now, the reason why I was going just to talk about Earl Spence's uh, style. Earl Spence likes to start fast, which is, if you think about it, not common for some of the top guys and girls in, in the whole sport. Usually, if you know you're a top box, if you're, if you're the champion – you know you're 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 the top person in that division. You know that your opponent has to come after you in order to take the title from you. Like they have to make it clear in most cases. They have to come after you in order to to take the title away from you. Earl Spence is like, nah, don't worry, you don't have to come after me. I'll I'll meet you right in the center of the ring. That's how Earl Spence fights. He comes forward, he's starting with his jab, and he's looking to fight. He'll box you, buddy. Earl Spence does not mind mixing it up. Like getting right in there and mixing it up right off the bat. He's not wasting any time. He's using his jab. He's coming forward, coming forward in a smart, in a smart, aggressive way, not just simply in a in a in a an aggressive way. It's the reason why I believe it's important to to talk about those two styles: Earl Spence coming forward and initiating the the fight, Terence Crawford being more the counterpuncher, is because I believe there's going to be a lot of close rounds in this fight. And because Spence tends to be a, a little bit busier and tends to start the action and tends to come forward more, I believe Spence, the judges will give Spence a lot of the close rounds. 
maybe not all of them, but a lot of the close rounds, I believe, will be given to Spence. And even if it's a wide score, you know, I'm expecting something like a 115 to 113. But if it, even if it's something like wide, like something crazy, like 117 to a 111, again, a lot of the close rounds will be close. Like, even though the score might be wide, because, you, you know, usually if it's 117, 111, you know, one person's dominant. But it could be that there was a lot of close rounds, and then a lot of those close rounds just went to one specific person. And I believe that person will be Earl Spence. I don't know what the card, what the, well, I guess, I guess I got to put a number to it. Um, I'm going to be safe. I'm going to go with 116, 112. 116, 112, Earl Spence Jr. That is my official prediction scorecard for the biggest welterweight showdown of this generation. Yeah. Um, curious to know what you guys think, what your prediction is. Yeah, keep scrolling through those pictures. Hold on, no, I ain't done yet. I ain't done yet. Keep scrolling through the pictures because usually I do this after the fight, but just looking at what else these guys have to look forward to. Um, want to speak a little bit about Mr. Jerron Boots Ennis. Now, I just want to remind everyone of something about Mr. Boots Ennis. Very good boxer. Definitely passes the eye test right now. He passes the eye test so much that there's a lot of people out there that believe that he's ready to beat, not only fight, but he's ready to beat Earl Spence and Terrence Crawford right now. So much so that people are saying he should get the the, the winner. Might as well give him the winner because everyone knows Boots' name and 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 is uh putting that battery in his back you know he's charged up ready to go but what i believe and he could do it either i'm not saying i'm not talk, saying this to, to say that he can't do it but what i believe people are forgetting what i believe he ain't ready <laughs> you don't think boots is ready yet um what i believe people are forgetting is that earl spence and terence crawford we're having the same type of highlight reel knockouts six years ago before they stepped up in competition. Like, Jerron Boots is doing exactly exactly what he's supposed to be doing to this level of competition. Looking good, like stopping them and looking good while he's doing it. Um, yeah, that last fight that he had was playing with homeboy. The one right before that. He struggled a little bit. That you know that that raised a little red flag with me. That the fight that he had right before this last one, where he went the twelve rounds with it, because his, his his him and his dad. The speech after the match was, you know, we didn't prepare for someone that that was going to run the whole time. We we were expecting someone that was going to fight. Listen, the ring's not that big, and that's what you know the term cutting off the ring is, especially someone like Bruce Ennis who has believe he's as like. 27 knockouts out of his 30 fights so he's definitely a knockout puncher you can't expect your opponent who's not well known and not known as a power puncher himself to stand there and go toe to toe with you that just doesn't would not make sense on his part so i would assume that you would have known that and then adjusted your style to that so that was my that's that's my one red flag with um with boots ennis 
is he going to be able to adjust or adapt when Spencer Crawford adjust or adapt on him? That's going to be the big question. So, yeah, very interested to see the future. Uh, but anyway, this Saturday, it's about Bud Crawford and Earl Spence Jr., man. I can't wait for it. I can't wait for it. Um, of course, expect the scorecard, scorecard breakdown on Sunday or maybe Monday, depending how late Sunday Sunday is. I mean, how late Saturday is. But, uh, yeah, so can't wait, man. If you ain't, if obviously, no, there's no comments right now, but if you're not watching the show live, please leave your prediction in the comment section, and I will definitely reply to that, and I will see you guys on Sunday or Monday for the for the for the scorecard for the official scorecard and again i don't know how this fights there's no way to 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 officially predict you know to predict how this fight's gonna go i don't know if it's gonna be an all-out war like Hagler and hearns it might because because again people are saying no it won't be but again these guys are very prideful earl spence jr is gonna come after crawford the way he normally the comes after every opponent aggressively. And even though Terrence Crawford likes to move around and back up, I think Crawford's going to be like, you know what? F that. I ain't moving around. I'm staying right in the center. You want to do this? Let's go. I have a small feeling Terrence Crawford is going to do that. He's not going to want to back up and move and 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 try to box and, and look pretty. If Earl Spence is coming after him, Crawford's going to be like, F you. I'm not running. Let's go. Um. So it could be a, a four-round shootout, someone getting dropped hard, or a 12-round close fight decision. <laughs> there you have it. There you have it. Once again, shout-out to Talk and Fight. Shout-out to my man Mike. Shout-out to my man Eric, the number one producers in the game right now. Talk and Fight, the number one boxing channel in YouTube right now. Even if it's not on YouTube, you can catch our non-YouTube shows, too, on any podcast forum. That you could uh, that you can find them on. You could also find my YouTube channel, Cedric Sports Training. Find me on any social media at Cedric Sports. All right, man, I'm out. Peace.